Welcome to Mindset Matters, the show where we dive into all topics surrounding mindset, its importance, how it shapes our lives, the daily actions we take, and how it creates our future possibilities. Mindset Matters brings you stories and experiences from incredible people around the globe and provides the strategies to upgrade your mindset for success. Let's start designing your life from the inside out with your host, Rachel Withers. Hi there, hi there, and welcome to another Mindset Matters. I'm Rachel Withers, and here at Mindset Matters, we are all about mindset, and we're all about the importance that it plays in every aspect of our lives. It's about really creating your own economy and designing your life from the inside out. And today I have a very special guest joining me. I have Deborah Ruddy joining me. And Deborah is a registered Yoga Alliance instructor and is also a qualified anti-gravity aerial yoga instructor who is absolutely passionate about finding the balance between mind, body and spirit. She has created her brand, Lila Fitness, with the aim to bring balance to her clients and their, and really their mind and their body and their spirit, so that they can really recharge their lives. And before before entering the fitness industry, Deborah worked in the corporate world in both finance and in retail positions, and she is absolutely no stranger to high stress jobs and environments. Deborah is also really exciting, is also currently co-authoring a book with myself and with also other women, which is called Don't Wait in the Wings, and that is all about how important it is to really pursue your passion and not allow others or your circumstances to really hold you back. So what I'd like to do is I really would like to welcome Deborah. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Deborah. Thanks, Rachel, for having me. Oh, Hi, Rachel. Friend. How are you? I am good. I am good. Really good to have you here. So what would be really good is if you could start by telling us a little bit about your background and about how you first began practicing practicing yoga. Um, okay, so I suppose as you mentioned, um, yeah, I came from a corporate world um, and I had um, been through um, a couple of car crashes and I, somebody had mentioned, oh, maybe yoga would be good for you for your back and um, see how it would work out. So. I wandered down to a local yoga studio um, in the city centre, trying to fit it in around um, 15 hour work days. And um, I hated it. I absolutely despised it. So if anybody had said to me, you'll be a yoga instructor um, in the future, I would have laughed at them at the time because I really went into that six week course and thought, when will this be over? When can I be off this mat? Um, what good is it doing me anyway? But it just goes to prove that you have to find the right instructor for you. And in that position, I just wasn't in the right class for me. I think it was an Ashtanga yoga. I didn't even know there was different types of yoga. Um, 
I I couldn't move from downward dog to upward dog. I didn't even know what she was talking about when I set in on that first class. And when somebody said this would be good for my back, I left that class going, I don't know what that person was talking about me. I think they were mad. But um, since that, I um, went out into different fields. I went into a retail environment and I opened up my own business in retail. And I met a very different yoga instructor who said, you should just come down to a class and see how you feel. And I came down and my mind was opened in a totally different way that it actually transformed is the only way I can say. Um, and it broadened my horizon. So practicing the yoga at that point, it was still a struggle because my back was really bad. And my injuries were still kind of holding me back. I couldn't bend into a forward fold below my knees. Um, so I had a lot of contention with my body. So it was about accepting my body's limitation. And then this same instructor introduced me to um, aerial yoga. And that's, I think, when the main transformation came for me. And that's what I qualified first in, which is kind of strange. Most people crawl before they can walk. And I decided to fly before I could do anything on the floor. So with anti-gravity aerial, you get that um, suspension with um, the hammock and you allow your spine to decompress. So you get that really momentum into the body. So it's a really way of restoring the body, regaining flexibility, regaining strength. So I suppose that was my first field into um, rebuilding my body, if that oh, makes sense. It does make sense. And starting flying before you can crawl, yeah, aerial <laughs> yoga. It sounds, it sounds, and I know it is, it's, um, it's wonderful because it's enabling your body not to have uh, the, the pressure and it's really enabling it to feel that feel that freedom and removing the tension. What what made you really kind of push through and think about this actually as a career? What made you want to move into move into the fitness industry? So I suppose for me it was like um when I got that feeling of sensation of restoring my, my body and knowing that okay I have limitations and accepting the limitations but be able to push your body a little bit further each time and knowing that you can mend or restore or rebuild it was like well could I do this for somebody else and it was actually the very yoga instructor who taught me um, was the one who said you could be an instructor and I was like yeah I don't think so but she said but you automatically do you go to help you you help people in the class so why wouldn't you be one I was here so for ages I held in my little fear box and said oh no I don't think I'll step outside that but I suppose I closed my business down which was in the fashion industry I had gone back into finance I was here why wouldn't I take this opportunity to go into a path which was more 
zen for starters not all about stress much more empowering for the mind the body and the spirit so rebuilding that path and then being able to gift that to other people why wouldn't you want to be in that industry and share that gift to the world it's it's just phenomenal i think it's just a it's a wonderful space to be in to be able to share your knowledge um, and the strength that you have and the resilience that you can get from just something simple as a yoga practice you don't have to be perfect when we're not insta yogas we're not looking for that perfect pose just knowing that your body can restore and heal itself and that you can heal through various elements and wherever you want to bring your body to or wherever you want to bring your mind to is your limitations in insofar as within its own limitations if that makes sense so i know that i'm not going to do um a handstand on the floor because my shoulders won't allow it but i know i can get in in the hammock if i wanted because i have the support of the hammock to bring me into a handstand to allow my body to decompress and get that benefit of the inversion of the handstand without putting the pressure on my shoulders so i know my limitations but I'm not um, trying to find the perfection, if that makes sense. It's not about perfection, it's about acceptance. And I think that's a wonderful way to come into the world of accepting oneself, absolutely. no matter what your limitations are. I think so, absolutely. And I think from, from where you came from, from the high stress jobs, uh, really not having that that self-care element it's very much about finding not only restoring the body but it's it's restoring your mental well-being as well and self-care and I do know um, that self-care is very very important to you and I just want to touch on really your brand and I think I mispronounced it at the beginning I think it's Leela and not Lila and that is I believe is a Sanskrit word meaning okay. divine play yeah and can you just sort of tell me a little bit more what when we're talking about that restorative body mind and spirit what kind of makes what are you delivering to your clients what where are you kind of is the self-care really in there as well with that the mind and the and the spirit is that what you're delivering as well as the restorative part of, of of helping the body totally so when you arrive into a class it's about taking that time so that might be your one only hour for you for the whole week maybe never mind the day um so you arrive into the class you don't want it to be like a regimental drill sergeant who only does down dog, upper dog, whatever way. And, and that works for some people, but I feel for my clients, they want to come in, they want to have a social aspect in a client, in a class. They want to enjoy getting away from maybe the stresses of work, maybe the stresses of home. And that's not necessarily that their home is really stressful life, but maybe there's a lot of demands on them. Maybe there's a lot of them are mothers, they have children demanding, they have partners demanding on them, they have just life demands, as we all do. And that hour is for them. 
So when you arrive on the mat, that's probably the first thing we do is we center and we arrive and just let go of the day that's just been. Just allow yourself that space and freedom. And that's the first point of self-care when you arrive in a class with me. And then we have a little bit of fun as we flow. So sometimes when we're in a warrior stance and we might wobble or a tree stance or we might wobble, it's to acknowledge that we are all human and that that is possible. So for me, when I'm in a tree pose and I'm the first one to wobble and I say trees out of the wild, the, the wind blows them over. This is normal status. So it brings that little bit of levity into a classroom and people then can get a little bit lighter in what they're doing. They're not having to take it so serious, but they're still working out. They're still feeling their body. They're still engaging with it. And each week when they come back, they find, oh, this pose is a little easier or and they're developing and they're moving forward. If that's what they want to do. For some people, they just want to come and lie on the mat for the, for the hour. And if that's what they want to do, there's the permission to allow themselves to do that. So I think it's about giving yourself a little bit of permission to have this hour of self-care, this hour of time. Out. And if that's your only time, allow it to be a bit of fun. And that's what I mean by Leela Fitness. So I knew it wasn't always going to be yoga, because as you know, Rachel, I've developed into Valley Be Fit. So we knew it was going to be fitness based and to develop out into a little bit more fitness and wellness coaching. So trying to build your business, you can't just make it one thing and keep it. I thought making it Leela fitness. Fitness is more welcoming. Yoga makes it quite exclusive. And um, we don't want to make anything exclusive. We want everybody welcome. So it's it once it works for you and you feel comfortable, that's what we're about. Okay. And so let's kind of go into that a little bit more and, and really think about the types, if you could share with the listeners a little bit more about the types of classes that you are offering and really what you're wanting your clients to take away. We've talked about um, you allowing them to have that permission to, to, to just let the day kind of and be present in the moment. So it'd be really good to hear the different types of classes that you're offering within Leela Fitness and also what you really are wanting your clients to take away from from your classes and your, your sure books. so um we have little kind of i suppose themes that we do and on a monday i offer a monday meditation and i love this because on a monday it's the start of the week and sometimes we see monday as the dredge day so maybe at the end of a monday's working day you can just sit down and have a guided meditation and just allow yourself to release. And from that class, all I want you to take away is whatever you'd like. Maybe it's to dream bigger. Maybe it's to visualize a calmer sensation in your body. Or maybe it's just, just nothingness, just to stop. And that can be enough from a Monday meditation. We do early morning classes. So I'm up on the mat early morning. Um, teaching yoga and that's for people who want to be invigorated and get ready for the day and really wake themselves up and kind of have that feeling of I've I've arrived I've done my workout 
I feel invigorated, but I have that sense of calmness and I'm ready to be a, a better person for this day. Um, I also do what I call a wind down Wednesday because the hump of the week is Wednesday and sometimes you just need something to try and get yourself over it. Um, so that's kind of a slow flow or sometimes I might do restorative yoga on that day or it's kind of varies from week to week. It's kind of whatever the mood is sensing. Um, I might do chair yoga, I might do restorative, I might do yin or I might do a mix and maybe even put a yoga nidra in there. So from that class, I think what I'm trying to do is wind down the day and get it ready for sleep. It's kind of late in the evening. It's about half eight in the evening. So we're just ready to wind down and get better sleep because I think sleep can sometimes be neglected as a, an important part of self-care because if you're trying to uh, re-nourish and rest your body, sleep is one of the most important things you can do for that. Um, and then we do workshops, we do one-to-ones. Um, as I said, I do aerial yoga and I do the Bali Be Fit, which is about that elongation, that strength, that stamina, that creating of power to rebuild the body, the mind, and giving yourself a self-confidence again. Sometimes we, when we have that self confidence we stand a little taller we elongate a little higher and you just have a little bit more presence not just for the world around you but for yourself um so yeah the restorative ones would be more from a uh, a basis of injury and replanning the body I mean, you offer so much. And obviously, um, I think your delivery in, in terms of your yoga is from is really from that mind, body and spirit. And as well, you, you do Ballet Be Fit, which clearly I adore, I love, and it's very much about doing exercise and, and really enjoying the music and really helping with the cognitive skills uh, with Ballet Be Fit. Okay. But, Tell me a little bit more why you believe the balance of that mind, body and spirit is so, so important. So um, for me, it's, it's more about um, getting into yourself, I suppose, reflecting inward. Sometimes we might lack confidence. Sometimes we might be just unaware of our inabilities, if I say, or maybe it's we're a little bit stuck in the world and we try to find space um, to move on to the next stage. We feel a little bit lacking. Um, that's where I certainly felt um, when I began on this journey. And now I think through resilience, through learning to accept what I have as the outer body, and um, so the physical presence, and then looking inward, maybe a journey to the heart is something that I'd say, um, towards your inside, your self-belief, casting away those self-doubts to allow yourself the freedom to really believe, to allow yourself to dream a little bigger, um, 
to step out of your own way maybe or even just to clear the path because when you have a calm mind and an energetic body the rest will show itself so i think that's where it comes um for me that from me that's what has happened once i allowed myself to be calm in body and mind the other stuff started to show up just naturally and maybe it wasn't naturally it was just that i allowed myself to clear the crap out of the way for want of a better word <laughs> i think it is because i think we live in a world with so many distractions so much noise around us that it's so difficult really to know who we are and to listen to to listen to our heart to listen to our soul to listen to our spirit whatever whatever it, you want to call that and i think by doing and attending the classes that the type of classes that you are delivering it's really enabling your clients to shut out that noise do self-reflection and really hear and as you said about clearing that path so that you can dream big you can understand your wants your needs and truly begin to to really know who you are and when you have that alignment i think with the mind body and spirit that is when true true calmness true happiness really begins to to come through um so let's just move on a little bit more tell me about now um the book don't wait in the wings you're writing a book with your co-authoring with myself and several other women um this book don't wait in the wings which is really all about um how we can tend to listen to the voices of other people who somehow know us better than ourselves and i think that's um why what when what you're offering in terms of allowing that self-reflection it enables you to understand what you truly truly want and i think the chapter that you have written is so incredibly it's incredibly powerful and it's incredibly strong and it's going to be super exciting when when we launch this book and um, that it is so much about not stepping staying on that sideline in life not staying in the wings in life but actually stepping out being on center stage and being truly who you want to be so could you sort of tell me a little bit more about the importance what you believe in pursuing one's passions are and really about not allowing other people's opinions or circumstances to really hold you back and just be great to hear some of your personal experiences um with this as well sure um yeah i suppose sometimes i suppose as an irish person we kind of say oh no i shouldn't shine we're not supposed to be that person we're supposed to stay in the doldrums but do you know what it's time to stop that self-doubt self-talk that's that talking down to ourselves it's time to say, well, that's what I want. I want to go after it. 
okay, we mightn't have the tools to get there or we mightn't have the perfect path, but just find them, find the methods, um, ask people, ask for help. Um, I'll take it back to when I was working in finance. I really wanted to open my own business and I was here. I'd never worked in the fashion industry before, but I knew I had an idea of what I wanted to bring to to the Irish market. I knew it was a good idea. Maybe it was the complete wrong time because I opened in the crash. Good old me. Um, so timing probably wasn't perfect, but I took a risk and I opened my own fashion boutique something that I was very passionate about, something that I wanted to bring out into the world. So what, it didn't work. There's failure, if failure is the only thing that happens to you in life, you're gonna be in line with the same people that are millionaires, the likes of Richard Branson has failed. So I, I can put myself in the same category as Richard Branson if that's, what I want to do because I've failed at a business. But I also can say I dreamed big. So I've also put myself in the same ca category as Richard Branson because he dreams big every day. Otherwise he wouldn't be who he is. I think you have to stop and think and visualize what is it that you really want. Um, take the time to follow your dreams. Um, put a, a vision board in place. And I know people say, oh, vision board, really? Well, what's that gonna do for me? Well, if you see something in front of you every day, you kind of go, well, is that attainable? Well, it is if you take the steps to get it. So you mightn't have the knowledge right now to be an astronaut, for example, if that's your dream. But then just go back and study and find the tools to get to where you need to be. So it's just dream as big as you want to be and then take the steps. They might be small, but find the path that you want to get there. Um, when I opened my, my shop, I had no idea about business insofar as I never worked in fashion when I was a teenager. All I knew is that I wanted to bring exclusive designs to an Irish market. I wanted something that was quality. I wanted something that was of um, a bit of a unique style, but still classic enough that you could take out of your wardrobe time and time again. And even since I closed down my business and I meet people that have bought from me, after, well after the fact, they said, God, I, I still miss your boutique. And I'm like, well, it's closed, it's gone and it's done. But that doesn't mean it's, it's gone forever, if, if that makes sense. Like, yes, that, that business is gone, but my new dream is here. So I'm taking my next steps towards my next dream. And that's my fitness business and offering the same gift to my clients that I would have offered in my boutique. So now I'm offering them a unique package so that they can come in and enjoy their class, their time away from their busy lives. They can restore and build their bodies, build their mind and their spirit if they want to. 
the possibilities are endless. So it's about just stepping out of our own way and continuing on the path that you want to go on. Absolutely. And I think it is so true when you talk about taking every step that you take, takes you closer to your dream, to, to your goal. And I think vision boards are absolutely fantastic. I have my own. I even actually have um, a recording of myself speaking and I have, um, I play it in the car, I play it when I'm out walking and it just helps me keep that motivation and understanding that every single step that I take takes me closer to where I want to be. So we've talked about the importance of really pursuing your passion and following your dream. Tell me a little bit more, Deborah, about and give me a little brief synopsis of what your chapter is about in Don't Wait in the Wings. So for me, it was just about resilience and it was about finding that path um, towards taking the, the couple of steps that you can have towards resilience um, to allowing you to keep going. Um, I know I quoted um, somebody, my brain's gone. Oh yes, um, Linda, Linda Finnegan and Kristen Keeley in the book. And that was just a say yes to life. So it is about saying yes to your life. Your life is important. So what are you saying yes to? And it's, it's just an important part of the resilient factor. Find the resilience within. We all are resilient. We just don't know how resilient we are until we're stuck in the mud. And I remember a quote a long time ago that somebody said, when you're in the mud, just keep going because <laughs> there's nowhere else to go. You just have to keep trudging through it. So you've got to find the path, the light at the end of the tunnel every time. So you'll find your resilience to get to the path you want to. And that that was really, I suppose, a quick, very quick synopsis about my chapter. Um, for me, it was coming from the injury to where I am now. Um, and funnily enough, when I was 17 leaving school, I kind of had ticked the box for leisure management or PE teacher. So I had kind of gone into that area of wanting to be in fitness and was talked out of it by my peers or my career guidance. Cause my, if somebody saw my, um, little score testings they would always say oh you're mathematically minded accountancy would be better for you or whatever and yes while well, i am quite good at accounts and, and those kind of things i'm also good at this so realizing actually this was probably the path i should have taken all those years ago but in the end you get to the path anyhow if that makes sense you you're always coming to the path you're destined for absolutely um i can i can talk about my journey of and i'll do it be really brief but um from <laughs> dancing as a child to performing as a dancer to then leaving the dance world and thinking i'm going to have absolutely nothing to do with it again and actually removing myself quite away from it um and then it found me, it kept, it kept, when I listened to myself, it found me again. And then I set up a whole business, as you know, Ballyby Fit, based on 
ballet. And so, like yourself, it was a journey that I ended up back on the path with the involvement in ballet, a different, obviously different, I was older, I could never get back on stage again, but it, it, it came back and I think we are all given gifts and talents and it's about recognising and listening to yourself and, and, and finding what those gifts and the talents are because we're all born with one, we most certainly are and I think it really is about when we do calm the mind, the body and, and the spirit, we can really get to understand what our gifts are, what our talents are and what we can give to the world, um, what value we can give and in return we get, we get fulfillment, we get enjoyment and we get and we get happiness uh, through that. So it is so interesting Deborah for you to say that as we've been talking about listening to other people's opinions, other people's your circumstances that can take you away from truly where you want to where you want to be but you learn life skills um in in a high pressure jobs that you have that have prepared you for actually running a business so it's a journey and lessons you learn on that way have helped you have um a more successful business in in the in the fitness industry now and i'm just going to go back deborah because we all, I have that quote that um, you um, that you wrote in your chapter, and it is beautiful. And it's by um, it's uh, it's it's from a book called "Say Yes to Life," and it's by Dr. Linda Finnegan and Christy Kenley. Um, and the quote is: "At a certain time in our lives, we reach the depths of our own despair. During these emotional winters, our future can appear bleak." and our hope larder can seem terribly bare. But is it really bare? And this is where you're talking about that resilience. And, and mm. I think it's about also having that, my interpretation is about having that gratitude for what you already have. Because I think we yeah. can so often think everything's going wrong, it's not working out. And for me, waking up every morning I'm grateful for that <laughs> to be yeah, it's yeah. true and uh, we so focus on what we don't have sometimes uh, as, and that's a human beaten trait I think oh I don't have this I don't have that I don't have the other but actually when we start to focus on what we do have you realize how much you have so when you say oh look I have for me I have sight, I have taste, I have hearing, I have smell, I have all my senses. I have the ability to move my body into yoga poses. I have the ability to sit still, to calm my mind. I have the ability to go outside and smell the freshly cooked grass. I have the ability to stand in nature and feel the rain on my face. Those things are wonderful to ground myself in the earth and just say this is spacious I live in the countryside how lucky am I I can see the, the beautiful change of the fall leaves so the different colors in the leaves and I can see the picture behind me is similar it has that coloring change of fall which I love to watch the leaves I'm not so big into the damp but but, but I love the 
that nice crisp you know winter's day that you see the the different changing of the seasons i have my family i have the dog that wags its tail at me to so delighted to see me all of these things that you can say i am grateful for all of these things in my life you know because there are so many things that we can say i don't have this i don't have that i don't have the other those are probably just material things. But when you actually really look inward and say, what do I have? And actually, if you really look, I have the ability to write. I have the ability to speak. I have the ability to be here with you today and I have this conversation, you know, and, and share it with other people. Isn't it lovely to say, I have the ability to share the gift of yoga with other people, with my students. Like what a wonderful gift. And when you start having all of that gratitude, then you really begin to see your resilience. Your resilience to say, well, okay, I had a car crash. Nobody died. I'm okay. I can still walk. I can still talk. So start to think of the, that's where it, deep down into your resilience. And that's where that larder being bare, it's not bare. You have so much resources within yourself. Let's talk about how we actually talk to ourselves, how we speak to oh. ourselves and why negative self-talk can be so damaging. And if you could kind of share um, how you deal with negative self-talk if you could share some some of your tips for a long time i used to talk i'm too fast i can't do this i'm too thick i don't know how to do this i don't know how to um i don't know i don't know i can't i won't i won't i'm afraid all of those things just hold you back that's all those negative talk so I started to change my mindset and say, well, if I was my best friend, <laughs> so I became my best friend for a little while. And I said, if I was my best friend, how would I say that to my best friend? Would I actually say, you're too fat, you're too stupid. No, you'd never say those words to your best friend. You'd never ever say any of those derogatory things that you say to yourself, you would never tell your best friend those things ever you would always encourage build um, allow that self-belief into your best friend you encourage 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 so why would you say to yourself those absolutely awful derogatory things when you wouldn't say them to anybody else never mind your best friend but to anybody else you would never say to anybody else to their face, any of those things. So start looking in the mirror a little more and don't say, it's not about being bravado or saying you're wonderful or being arrogant in anything. It's about allowing yourself to be the best possible self. That doesn't mean you have to be an arrogant person. It means that you just have to self love. And for self love, if you don't self-love, how can you love anybody else? That's, that's for me, that's the easiest way to put it. <laughs> and I really like that 
um, talk to yourself as your best as your best friend. I think that that's a wonderful tip to do because we can so often, as as you as you were saying, just I don't know how many negative self talks that you can um, that you can say to yourself in a day. You can say oh so many and just stepping back and noticing how often that you say you say say something negative about yourself just changing it with a positive affirmation um mm -hmm. can really um really help and then again i think talking to yourself as your best friend i think that's an absolutely wonderful tip for for the listeners so let's just just talk about self-care because people really don't put enough emphasis on this they can actually really think it's quite selfish to take that time out for self-care and i believe and i know that you do it's absolutely critical for your overall well-being and mindset and given your background that we've had with your, your car crashes and injuries um can you really just share the importance of really listening to your body and knowing your mind and really knowing when to give yourself a break. Sure. I suppose for me, it's, um, it's about knowing the body first and foremost. So like when I had my car crashes, I knew I had to, I could only do so much. And then I had to limit myself and allow myself to say, okay, that's all I can do today. And not then berate myself and say, well, God, is that all you could do? Can you not do more? So this is the same when we start a business or when we're doing a class or when we're doing anything that we want to do. You begin slowly, begin to let go of the ego. So that's one of the first things I kind of say on the mat when people arrive in, don't look at anybody else's mat. Stop comparing. You've got to look at your own self. Um, learn to rest when you can, when you have the time. So it's kind of the advice new mothers get, sleep when the baby's sleeping. You know, don't, don't try and do everything because you're just going to burn out. You've kind of got to find that space where you can just Give yourself a little bit of time, much like the self-talk, you've got to be the same as you would say to your best friend, if you would see them exhausting themselves out, why would you do that to yourself? So stop, give yourself time to go and get a massage, get your hair done, get your nails done. We all can find time to do those little things. So then why would you not find the time to eat well, get some rest, get some exercise for yourself. These are very important parts to keeping the body healthy, to allow the, the whole balance of your body, mind and spirit to be well, which keeps you going. We only have this one body on this earth. So just allow it to be loved and give it some flavor and if that flavor is ballet give it ballet if it's yoga yoga if you want to do a hit off you pop you're on your own there 
<laughs> but, but, but do you know what I mean? It's just, it's about giving it some love and giving it time, but also letting go of the ego. Because I think sometimes we sort of say, oh, we should be. But rather than that, I choose to be. Well, thank you absolutely for, thank you so much for joining joining us today, Deborah. And if you could just let the viewers, the listeners know where they can really find out more about Leela Fitness and how they can get in touch with you and join your amazing classes. Great stuff. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Lila Fitness IRE or I'm um, you know, actually find all my socials on the website. It's probably the easiest. So LilaFitnessIRE.com. That's the easiest way and you'll find them all there. So Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and Pinterest. Yeah, they're all there. <laughs> it's well, the easiest way you. to find me. Thank you ever so much. Um, and um. Thank you to the viewers. Thank you to the listeners for joining us today. And I really hope it has helped you to, to really see things differently. And just remember that self-care, look within, design your life from the inside out. And really, you are capable of absolutely anything. So all that's stopping you is your mindset. So we'll be back next month for another mindset topic and I do hope you can join me then. Thank you and thanks for listening to Mindset Matters. Thanks for tuning in to Mindset Matters. Be sure to visit rachelwithershq.co.uk to join the conversation, access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. Join us next time for more tips and techniques to achieve the rewards that you deserve. Bye for now.